Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 361, Seven Simple Steps to Get Control of Your Inbox by Ryan H. Law of ryanhlaw.com. And I'm Dan, I am your host and narrator here. Welcome back to Optimal Startup Daily, or welcome for the first time if you're just finding us. This is the podcast where I read to you from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship every single day. We're gonna get right to it today with our second ever post from Ryan as we start optimizing your life. Seven Simple Steps to Get Control of Your Inbox by Ryan H. Law of ryanhlaw.com. I love learning about productivity. I read a number of books on the topic and listen to several podcasts in the productivity category. Some of my favorites include Lead to Win, Before Breakfast, Deep Questions, and 5am Miracle. On several of those podcasts, I heard interviews with Cal Newport about his newest book, A World Without Email, Reimagining Work in an Age of Communication Overload. While Newport imagines a world without email, he knows that email is not going anywhere. The idea behind his book is to get control of your email so it doesn't control you. Email controls the schedules of most people. Consider these statistics. The average person is on email for three or more hours a day, with some estimates as high as 6.3 hours per day. Workers check their email on average 77 times a day. Heavy users check it as often as 400 times a day. Many people have their email open all the time and check it every time a notification comes through. The average person gets over 120 emails a day. Imagine getting that much physical mail every day. In addition, they have an average of 500 unread messages. Benefits of email. There are some definite benefits of email, including ease of use, free, instant, and convenience, like retrieving passwords and getting confirmations of orders, getting bills paid, taxes, etc. Negative impacts of email. Email has a big cost to it as well. Email is disruptive, causing us to switch tasks frequently, losing momentum and productivity. Piled up email causes stress and anxiety. Email can become your to-do list. And email is a major time sucker. Remember that workers average three to six hours a day on email. While email definitely has some benefits, it can take over your time and productivity if you allow it to. With that in mind, here are seven simple things you can do to get control of your inbox. One, make email intentional instead of reacting to emails as they come through. Email needs to be like any tool you use at work. Open when you need it and shut off when you don't. Opening and processing email should be a task that is scheduled and kept within a specific time frame. There are a variety of options about how often you should check email. Tim Ferriss in the 4-Hour Workweek recommends checking it twice a day while others say once an hour. Some people set up a schedule, check email at 11.30, 2.30, and 4.30, and schedule 30 minutes to process emails. I know one person who does no email Mondays, and many people recommend not checking work email at home, after work hours, or on the weekends. One researcher found that checking email only three times a day leads to lower stress, which leads to higher overall well-being, including higher productivity and even better sleep. If you feel like you need to check it more often, Newport recommends you work on a project uninterrupted for an hour, 
then do an hour of administrative work such as email. You will be more productive doing this rather than switching back and forth for two hours. You can also make email more obscure by turning off notifications and possibly removing the mail icon from your start menu or taskbar. Two, process email using a system. Don't just randomly go through emails. Set up a process that works for you. One person said she sets a timer for 20 minutes and just deletes, files, and opens emails that she needs to respond to in separate windows, then processes those one by one. Another person checks his spam folder first and deletes them, then goes to his regular inbox and deletes what he's not interested in, and then starts opening others. David Allen, author of Getting Things Done, utilizes the two-minute rule, where he processes emails during set times and responds to anything that would take less than two minutes. Three, list your top priority for the day and ensure you have completed it before opening email. Email is easy, it takes almost no focus, and it creates the illusion that you're getting a lot done. We all know this isn't true though. It is a way to procrastinate working on things that really matter. To combat this, list out your top priorities for the day, breaking down the next few steps you need to take. By listing out several steps, you can jump right in. For example, if you have the task, write book, you are going to look at that and just default to easy tasks. If, however, your task is read article with link about topic for book, you're more likely to do that. Four, use a service like Calendly for meeting requests. Let's meet up. When is good for you? Tuesday at two or Wednesday at four. I'm booked for both of those. What about Thursday at two? I can't do that. What about this afternoon at 3.30? And so on. Avoid this time-wasting back and forth with a simple meeting request through an app like Calendly. Five, unsubscribe from anything you're not getting value from. We get so many promotional emails and notifications through email. Someone liked your post on LinkedIn, notification. Someone asked a question on a post you commented on, notification. One day I went through and deleted thousands of emails from Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and several other companies. I also ruthlessly unsubscribed from emails I was no longer getting value from. That included several newsletters and tons of promotional emails. You know how you give your email address to stores? I unsubscribed from most of those. I don't need to know that Macy's Grocery Store is having a sale on pot roast and carrots today. Some people find value in an app called Unroll Me that instantly unsubscribes you. Six, recognize that the world will go on if you don't check email every five minutes. People do expect quick email replies. 15 minutes is the average expectation. But people will get used to a slower pace if you establish that with them. One person said that, quote, few things need my immediate attention when they're emailed, end quote. And it's true. Most things don't need your immediate response. I have even seen an automatic message that says something such as, quote, I only process email twice a day at specific times, and I don't open email after work or on the weekend. If your email is urgent, you will know how to reach me, or you can contact my assistant at. If needed, I will reply to your email in my next processing time frame. If it requires a longer response, I will schedule a time to get it done. If you want to set up a meeting, you can find my availability here. End quote. Seven, set up a workflow for projects. If you have a project that involves at least two people, set up a process using a system such as monday.com, Trello, or Basecamp. Many recurring projects utilize email to keep track of progress. Did you finish editing that document? I just did, here it is. Let me know when you've read it. Okay, I read the document. After you review my edits, we'll pass it along to Sharon. If everyone involved in the project knows to check for updates on the system instead of through email, 
it'll cut down on the need to check and respond to status updates on email. Some experts recommend a daily status meeting when you are working on a project. This can be a quick standing meeting where updates are shared in person rather than through email. Questions can be asked and answered and next steps can be discussed. Conclusion. It's easy to get caught in the email trap where it is open all the time, you check it when notifications come in and you reply quickly. It feels like you're being productive and email definitely makes some things easier and more convenient. However, if you don't proactively control your inbox, it will control you. Follow today's seven steps to manage your email as a useful tool in your workbox of tools. Action step. Choose one item that you can implement today. You just listened to the post titled Seven Simple Steps to Get Control of Your Inbox by Ryan H. Law of ryanhlaw.com. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. And one of the things I really love about Indeed is that it filters out those incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com startup. So just go to indeed.com startup right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com startup. Terms and conditions apply. And hey, a big thanks to Ryan for letting us share his work. And let me tell you a little bit more about him. Ryan's goal is to teach financial planners, coaches, and counselors how to use simple evidence-based action steps to provide outstanding client care. He received his bachelor's degree from Utah State University in family finance. After graduation, he worked in the financial planning field for several years, then decided to return to school. He received his master's degree in personal financial planning from Texas Tech University, He is a certified financial planner, also known as a CFP, and an accredited financial counselor, or AFC, and he currently teaches at Utah Valley University in the financial planning program, where he covers financial counseling and runs their on-campus Money Management Resource Center. He also serves on the Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education Board of Directors, where he has served as treasurer and president, so he is very well-versed in the financial world. He spent a lot of time learning about client communication, financial psychology, habits, change, and anything along those lines. And you can learn more about him and see more of his work on his website, ryanhlaw.com. But that should do it for today. I hope you have a terrific rest of your day and I will be right back here tomorrow reading to you. And that's where your optimal life awaits.